Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels. We are kicking off a brand new season, and if you're new to the show, we're kind of like a book club, but with movies instead. This week on the show, we're kicking off Brendan Fraserary with Blast from the Past, a movie in which one letterbox user described Brendan as a golden retriever. Plus, we talk about a man called Otto. David and I argue once again. And that's not all. We've got a brand new season of the Letterbox game with some interesting changes. So be sure to find us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, and enjoy the show. It's a new year. Yeah. A new season of the show. I've been waiting all I've been waiting all week. Oh week. <laughs> I've been looking forward to it all week. Season six, 2023. We're here. We are. We talked about kicking things our... off with a bang, too. We're fun. It's fun. We it's are. We are. We oh are. yeah. We absolutely are. We'll talk about we'll talk about that. But first time we gotta catch up on what what have what have we missed out on? You know, we've been on break. Since mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Christmas ish time, not a lot's happened movie wise. Oh my god, I went and saw a man called Otto. Oh, did oh, you? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Tom. Did, you Hanks. Know. Yeah, so have you guys read the book? No, you I have anything, not. Anything about this movie at all? I heard no, about the just book. This is Tom Hanks being grumpy and sad. So I like a grumpy Tom, I'm not gonna lie. I think, I think that this is where we need to see Tom in this stage of his career is to do something else, right? You know, he's been mm-hmm. the hero. He's been the magic man. We need an evil Tom. We need a grumpy Tom. We need an evolution of Tom. And you get this in this movie and he goes through a full stage. Now this movie opens up in a way that I was not expecting. And it is dark. And it is, a, I say it's a touching movie. It's a touching movie, but it has some dark elements throughout the whole thing. And I was really surprised. Honestly, I think it's one of the better Tom Hanks performances that he's done. The movie itself, I think that the experience was a really good, but the movie itself is just pretty average um, mm. as far as like as a whole. Um, Tom's performance is fantastic. Uh, and I really enjoyed it, but uh, there were some elements that just didn't go along, but like it was good. I, I High praise. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Well, that's good it, to hear. It is good to hear. You know, he was... Uh... The uh, kind of everything else about this movie in this role took over the conversation, but Tom was pretty grumpy and evil in Elvis this past year, too. It's true. true. It's true. He was a cartoon. His part of the story, not quite as uh, heartwarming or whatever, however you described it. That's true. Um, I can't think of anything big that I've seen recently that I won't feel like, you know, needs to be talked about. It's kind of a dumping ground for movies. I did see Megan. Really enjoyed making. Oh you can, yeah! You can see my little mini review of that on our TikTok page. So many sequels pod. Um, but other than that, no, I've just been kind of enjoying it. Yeah, I've seen nothing. You've seen, seen nothing, nothing, and you've loved every second of it. Oh yeah, I mean, um, the two weeks I said it basically gave myself two weeks off. Uh, I really did. So there are some movies that were on my watch list that I really wanted to check off, but I just really have not had the chance. I wanted to check out like. Uh, 
think it's called like His Pale Blue Eye or something like mm. that. Christian boring. Movie. Boring. Oh. With Don't Christian Bale. Do it. Why not? Wait, you know, the it, funny thing, oh, I, what I found interesting boring. is that it came out the same day as Glass Onion on, on, on Netflix to no promotion. You know, so that's because really, it sucks. Well, I, listen, yeah. I turned it on. I will say I turned oh it on goodness. in the background because I just needed something. So I wasn't fully paying attention to it. But nothing ever interesting happened for me to look away from my computer. I was 100% focused every moment on my computer and absolutely nothing interesting happened on the mm. television. The well, see, now that's, that I had it on. that's where I take issue. I can't, you can't be doing other stuff while you're watching a movie, a new movie. I can't, only, absolutely. You can only do other stuff when you're watching an old movie. It's called multitasking. <laughs> Yeah, only yeah, old called, movie is that's good. called it not giving a movie attention. its due. That's what it is. If a movie's good, it'll get my attention, and I won't pay no, attention. No, that's not even remotely true. I was TikTok is always more interesting than whatever movie you're watching. I was it doesn't doing matter homework. How it is. Homework for school. I was doing schoolwork, and I was more well, interested in that the deserves schoolwork more. than the movie. Eric, why would you start a movie when you have work to do? That's just bad. That you're, you know what? That's due. because I that's want the due. movie to distract me. I don't want to do the work. I did the work. You're the just, movie sucked. You're just exposing yourself here. Exposing no, yourself. We're finding done. you out in real time. You're a bad student and a bad movie watcher. Caught in 4K. Hey, I got the work done and it was yeah. a bad movie, so it was a win, my, win for me. If my 2K webcam could was working, you would be caught yeah, you, in 2K. You ain't got no 4K down over there. No, no I've, I've reduced. <laughs> Whatever you're working with is... Uh, I don't know if this camera... Is, the, the, However, this, I just, this is not my counterpoint to David's argument is that makes me a good student. I finished the work and the movie sucked. Okay, well, well, but you don't know if the movie sucked. You were too busy distracted by advanced marketing 101 or something. No, you're taking binary 101. You're taking it's a shitty movie. 101, 101 intro to binary. Listen, if you want to watch it and tell me that it's a shitty movie afterwards, I'll take that too. Either way, it's going to I'll be check a it out. Movie. It looks like an acting movie to me, like an actor's it's movie. Bad. It's got Henry Melling. Looks like they act bad. And uh, Christian Bell. Henry but Melling, no, yes. The, yeah. only, the only thing I've really the watched person. since the 1st of July is I rewatched Looper. Um, I told you guys about this because I didn't like Looper when it first came out or, yeah. you know, like I liked it to a point, yeah. um, in the movie and then it kind of dumped for me, but I've become such a fan of Ryan Johnson over the last, I don't know, five, six years that I was like, I need to give that another chance. Cause maybe, maybe in 2012, I was just not ready for whatever. Right. Uh, and I kind of walked sure. with the same opinion. It was still kind of like, I, I you know, I want to like it. And I think it's interesting, but it just the third act just to me just doesn't work. Doesn't it just, work. It feels like the main character loses a certain level of agency, and I just can't keep. I, I don't know. So that's the only thing I've really done. Uh, and uh, otherwise, I have uh, I've been watching Treason on Netflix. Mm, any good? Pretty good. You know, it's not too bad. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh. You know, I, I, I don't watch a lot of movie, TV shows that's, these days. That's true. Actively right. watching nothing. Well, uh, let's go ahead and dig into the meat and potatoes of this episode because I'm excited about it. I'm excited yes. about this whole month, this season premiere month. Um, I'm sure everyone listening or watching now has seen by the title of the episode that we are doing Brendan Fraserary. Yes. Great this whole month. Brendan Fraserary, the man, the yep. myth, the legend, everybody's favorite actor of the moment. Um, he's having a big comeback, a renaissance, as A24 has called it. Well deserved. That's, that's up there with Fraserary. 
It is. It is a great. It is the the yeah yeah. Bernazance Fraserary, I think, is his actual mm-hmm. birth mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, yes. for anyone who's not keeping up with him, uh, he's he's in this new movie, The Whale, uh, indie film from A twenty four that has gotten a lot of attention, almost solely on Brendan's performance. You can see it in theaters in most cities now. I believe. I think it's had a bit of a wider release i saw and it was extremely tough to watch he's very very good in it Mm -hmm. and uh the hype is is deserved i'd say which is why we're here doing this right right that's why we are taking a trip into the past ourselves exactly we're going back throughout moments of of brendan's career today though we're starting with one that is I don't really, you know, it's hard to say. I don't, I don't really know if it's a, if it's more on the cult favorite side of his movies or not. It kind of feels like mm-hmm. it is, but then it also feels like everyone knows about it too. So I don't know. We're talking about Blast from the Past today, mm-hmm. which I believe was Garrett's pick. Yeah. Right. We're all doing a pick for um, Brendan Fraser every month up until the last week where we're going to have uh, you, the viewers and, and the audience help oh, us, dude. help us pick a Brendan Fraser movie. Um, you can find out more about that on our social media channels. So go check those out. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all of them. So many sequels. Um, but yeah, Blast from the Past, Garrett's pick. Tell us why you picked this movie. You know, this movie has always been my favorite Frasier movie, I think. Really? Yeah, I know. It's kind of out of nowhere. Um, I think it's one of those that just like aired on repeat on TBS mm-hmm. for a really long time. It for sure uh, did, when yeah. I, when I was growing up, and, and I think sometimes it still is there. You could probably find it there on TBS uh, at various moments in time. Possible. Uh, for me, it showcases a wide range of Frasier. Um, it showcases a really peak Alicia Silverstone for me when she was at the top of her game. Uh, and both of those two, I think they work they work really well together throughout the whole movie. Um, I think it's just a sweet, charming performance from Frasier because one of the things that he has the ability to do is just be charming. And right. he is consistently throughout this thing, like seeing the world for the first time, right? He lives underground for the first 35 years of his life because his parents, or his father, thinks that they're getting bombed by the Soviet Union during during that time frame. So they live in a underground bunker for 35 years. Mm-hmm. And so he comes out and he sees the world for the first time. And he does a really good job of seeing this toxic uh, world that we live in 30 years after the sixties, right? Yeah. There's some commentary there. That's a little thick. Um, but he, he sees the beauty in, in certain things. And it's fun to see his like childlike wonder mm-hmm. while everyone else around him is just kind of a dick uh, in their own way. Uh, conceited, like self-absorbed, you get a whole lot of that. And he is able to bring out the sensitive nature in people throughout this thing. Um, My biggest critique is the ending where there's just random narration that comes out of nowhere. Um, It just, you know, this movie also feels long. It's almost two hours, but not quite. It feels a little longer. This was what, 99, I think, before two hour movies were a norm. So I feel like they felt like the movie was running along and they were like, okay, we gotta wrap it up. Alicia Silverstone, here's the narration, here you go. So overall, it's not, (laughs) overall that part of it is not the best, but I just find this movie so uh, charming and like a sense of childlike wonder way. 
Uh, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go next. I don't disagree with anything that you've said there. I have a similar love for the movie. Blasphemous Pass is something that I also remember watching all the time, probably on the same uh, TBS reruns that uh, they were always doing. But <clears throat> what I like about the movie is when it comes to Brendan Fraser is it is such an example to me of how he's able to get an audience to like experience his ex- his emotions almost like I don't know there's something about him that when I'm watching him experience a strong emotion like I feel it too every time whether it's happiness or confusion or sadness like I felt so sad for him a couple times in this movie and not a lot of actors pull that out of me I don't know what it is cuz the movie's overall pretty corny right it's like one of the to me I would I would use this movie to help define the 90s like it's painfully optimistically 1990s right yeah uh because a lot of it is about how Brendan's parents are so convinced that everything above ground is hell. It has to be hell. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of, they believe it after they happen to go up during a storm in the middle of the night. Yeah. But then 1990s LA. But when Brendan's character meets Alicia Silverstone, he, she shows him all of like the brightness and the happiness and they go rollerblading and all this fun Mm -hmm. nineties stuff. I don't know. And then Dave Foley. What is the hero of this movie? <laughs> Love Dave Foley. Under, one, of, one of the better Dave Foley uh, performances, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he would be a great friend. Whatever version of Dave Foley this is, I want to be his friend. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I also laugh at the ending because it is extremely weird to have Alicia Silverstone's character be a narrator when she's not the main character. Right. Uh, that just, that just, the mad, just, just doesn't make sense. Like, it's just mm-hmm. bad storytelling. <laughs> if it yeah. had been Brendan, I you could excuse it, right? Because at least he's the character. Yeah. It's always kind of lazy to end a movie with sudden narration, but it's super weird to have it be a supporting character doing it. That, better or worse than uh, freeze frame, you know, like <laughs> Brendan, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's his, gosh, what's the kid? What was his name? Adam, went, Adam became a blank and, you know, used his millions to spread oh. joy you know yeah. I mean? like like the title like the the caption yes comes up exactly frame what's worse that or narration those kind of epilogues only work in movies that are you know based Real. on a historical figure mm-hmm. and like it's just telling you yeah so i gotta i gotta say this is worse because there's just no there's, there's just no, no good reason there's no reason and it, and it no comes so it out of it. nowhere had at any point in time alicia silverstone been telling the story to anyone of how they met <laughs> yeah you then then that changes the game right. and then it comes back to it but no it just slaps you in the face out of nowhere enough to be like what the f- is this yeah <laughs> so as much as i want to make fun of that though i do love the movie and i enjoy it a lot i didn't even when i when i went to log it on letterbox i didn't even change my review because I had last reviewed it in 2020, and I just said every time I watch this movie, it's on a whim, and it's always the right choice, and it's still true to this day. I've this is maybe the only time I've ever watched it on purpose, like intentionally. Oh, okay. It's always on a whim, and it's always the right choice. I never, I never skip it. <laughs> yeah. God help me if I do see it on TV, because I'll sit there. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. David, what do you think now? 
You know, I'll be honest, I don't remember much about this movie from my early days. I've kind of, um, I think I conflated a lot of it with Encino Man because I kept waiting for his like two friends to show up. I kept waiting for like two buddies to show mm. up in this movie. So I think I conflated a lot of it with Encino Man as a kid. Um, I think it is. It's a testament to like, if you make a movie, it when you try to make a movie that's timeless, sometimes that really doesn't work out. But if you make a movie that's very much for the time it's, it, it is, it gains a timelessness. You know what I mean? Like it, this movie becomes like, Oh, it's, it was so perfect for the nineties. It was such a perfect nineties movie down to the soundtrack. Um, I think if you really look at Brendan Fraser's early part of his career, I'll get some, I might get some, some distress for this. Um, Brendan had a type of character that he played and that was um, aloof outsider of society, right? Where he was being brought into a world he didn't understand. That was Brendan. And I don't know if that was, if that was feeding into his strengths because he just had this sort of childlike charm about him um, in his performances. But I mean, if you look at this, you look at Encino, man, you look at George of the Jungle or Dudley Do-Right. He's always this person coming in from outside of society's norms to, you know, be greeted by what is this thing I don't know about? Oh my gosh. Right. And he just has this wonder about him. Um, and like you said, Josh, you do feel um, Brendan's sense of wonder. Um, I completely forgot because I saw this movie. I must've been 12 or 13 or 10 when I saw this movie. I did not remember how long they were in the bomb shelter for the fallout. Right. It's a long time. time. It's like the whole whole first half of the movie, man. The whole first half of the movie is completely different. And I just remember like them being on the surface for longer as a kid. Maybe that was TV. Maybe that was TV editing, you know, or something like that where, um, you know, commercials made it not seem like they were in there for that long. But um, there was, you know, you guys know me pretty well. There is a part of me that uh, extreme isolation sounds like a blast. Like I would, I would just love not seeing anybody for like a good long while. Sure, sure. Uh, not a big fan of the hot Dr. Pepper idea. Cold Dr. Pepper is where it's at. Uh, I would drink hot Dr. I would, I'd try it, but sure. it sounds, sounds disgusting, it to be honest. Um, hot Dr. Pepper. Hot Dr. Pepper, your favorite. No, that's your favorite. <laughs> your favorite. Um, but, but honestly, there is a limit to my isolation desires. Um, not being able to see the sky would drive me up the wall. There would yeah. be none of this oh, four or five years in, his mom starts drinking. I would be crazy after like four hours. I'd be like, I got to get out. I got to get out of here. Right. You uh, want to be left alone. You don't want to be trapped. <laughs> no, I just want to be, you know, um, I often, uh, I, I don't know if I've told you guys about this before, but often I will, um, I don't even know what the right word for it is. I'll scroll through Google Maps and I'll find like isolated towns with like less than a hundred people in them and just don't go, Man, if I had great Wi-Fi, I would buy a house like right here, <laughs> like right here where like I'm close to the grocery store and have like great Wi-Fi and I could just like play games and Zoom people all day. Wow. Just do Learning it. something new every day. There's a great little spot that's on the coast that's on the border of Finland and Sweden that just looks like amazing. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I, I relate the to the listing. I relate, I relate to the isolationist in this, but um it's it's it is it's a corny goofy movie like there it, it it is too long it does feel like the it feels like we all know where it's going and it for whatever reason delays getting there like i i think specifically of them going to the dance club right and how 
Nathan Fillion shows up again, which shout out to young, young Nathan Fillion. Yes. um, Nathan Fillion shows up again and it just feels like it's just delaying the inevitable um, of just, let's just get these two together. And yeah, the ending is weird. And it's not just because of the weird narration. It's because it ends on Christopher Walken, just like walking out the parameters of his backyard and like a long helicopter shot out. And it's just kind of like, huh, it just kind of ends. It just ends abruptly. Happily um, ever after. I, That's I, what I mean. Oh, I'm sorry. I do love the dynamic between Christopher Walken and his son and his wife. It's very like his wife is like done with this. She's yeah, Sissy Spacek in the movie is yes. underappreciated, I think, because she has and like an entire arsenal of running gags in the background, I think, that uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you could notice more of every time. And, um, you know, the the. Uh, the sort of like create like the, the the paranoia of Christopher Walken's character, how the how 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 thought out his fallout shelter is, um, the ridiculousness of the incident of the inciting incident that sends them into the bomb shelter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was just sitting there thinking, like, I was like, well, I was like, I don't think I kind of feel like any pilot would be like, I have to get this plane over a non-populated area before I just jump out of it. But whatever, you know, it, is it depends it is. on if he was dying. I mean, you like, did you see Geppetto? I did the, see Geppetto. Oh, wait, what the Geppetto? Guillermo del Toro one? Yeah, that's yeah, Pinocchio. I'm sorry, Pinocchio, Pinocchio, Pinocchio. I'll say Geppetto with uh, with Drew Carey. <laughs> Not that the one. Guillermo del Toro, Pinocchio, they dropped them bombs on that church. Well, it's a bomb. That's where it's supposed I, to go. But, no, you know, if, just, you're, if, you, are, if you remember the U.S. Army and you're flying a jet plane, even in 1962, you're like, and you're like your 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 decision is oh I'll just abandon the plane over the you know over lot of middle of Los Angeles that's a bad move that's like uh, anyway I don't Anyhow. disagree but if he's going down he's got to get out it's a little contrived that's all I'm saying they could have come up with something else but um, I still like the the gags although I just I, I for some reason. Most of them, you know, like it, it's not, I, I don't feel like it's consistently funny for the whole movie. I feel like it works up to a point when he go, when he finds the ocean for the first time, that's a really meaningful moment, mm-hmm. but then it kind of just drags out enough. And yes, Dave Foley's great. You know, what's crazy. This movie came out after a bug's life. Doesn't that feel weird to think about? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. Like in your head, you think a bug's life must've come out at way after this movie, but no. Huh. That's just another movie with Dave Foley. That's all. That's the right. reason I point right. that out. Big, big Dave Foley fact guy. Yeah, Dave Foley facts. <laughs> one of one news of, radio was I, great. It, in the elder stages of my life, as I have watched this movie, I have also grown a new appreciation for it because I can no longer watch it without thinking of our good friend and co-host Andrew. Mm. Because Andrew, and I've said this to him, so he knows what I'm going to say. He's heard Andrew everything. is a real life. Brendan Fraser, who's lived underground for 35 years and experiencing the world for the first time. And it makes me laugh. There's a moment in this movie Adam where both Weber, Christopher Weber, Walken Weber. and Brendan Fraser, and for the uh, for the audio people, you can't see this, but if you go watch a video, you can see it. There's a part where they both do this like snap and like thing. And that is the thing that Andrew does. And when I saw that movie after knowing Andrew for however many <laughs> years that I have known him, I could, all of the dots connected. And I was like, blast from the past. Is a biography of one Mr. Andrew Nichols. And that, is, that is my story, and he is not here to refute it. So, fact. 
Except instead of going underground in 1962, Los Angeles, he went underground in like 1980, Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, and when um, he's been, been when he's been confronted with this information, he has never denied it. He's, he's not denied it. it. He's not refuted it, denied it, never. He just laughs. He just <laughs>, laughs. Andrew also has a childlike, uh, you know, wonder about yes! him in so many ways. He's and he and, knows how um, to how to do fancy dancing. And he's a fan of this movie. And Christopher Walken is his favorite actor. Both of those, I believe, are also fans. So, um, you know, I'm just the, saying there's there is evidence for my philosophy. This movie's made for him. The um, you know what what? Gosh, I have two different things I want to say about this movie because um, one, it is it is like a time travel movie in its own way. Um, it just takes the long way to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of that classic Rip Van Winkle. Let's, you know, let's compare, let's like move forward X amount of years and compare and contrast. You know, he comes up to this world that's more cynical, comes up to this world where divorce is common, you know, and things like that. And how that clashes with his, his upbringing, which is a very, even though it was the sixties, a very fifties era upbringing. And I always think that is an interesting analysis to take, but it is kind of like, um, I don't know, like, do you feel like it's trying to, this movie's trying to tell you in 1999 that we've lost our way? Like, do you think it's trying to say like, man, the fifties and sixties, that's when we were real, we really understood things like uh, being a gentleman, having manners and that kind of thing. I don't think the movie's trying to say anything, (laughs) but I think that's an interesting uh, idea that is presented, but no, I wouldn't think, I don't think that's the message it sends anyway. Um, I don't think it's messages from Brendan's perspective. It's, it's this world might be, uh, evil and chaotic to outside people, but there's a beauty in everything. And and Mm -hmm. you can bring out that kind of person in anyone, even if they seem like they can't. And so, um, I think that is the, move, the the way that I take from it because it is no matter what is thrown at him, Brendan continues to to soldier on and find the positives and stay on side. And so I think that is more well, what he, it is. He he makes it clear. I mean, and it's made clear several times that um, his perspective is very much about making other people comfortable around him. That that's what manners is: is making um, having respect for other people, making other people feel comfortable. And the movie does kind of show how things are different. And it kind of, I think that there is an illustration there too, about how as progress is made, both socially, technologically, uh, whatever you want to say, that there are always going to be little things that are lost along the way. And um, Eve and even, um, gosh, what is Dave Foley's character's name? I've forgotten it now, like Matt or something like that. No, Troy. Troy, you know, yeah. They, they, they've, they haven't had the kind of, parental upbringing they both kind of say that would ever lead them to possess that you know manners or trying to make someone around you feel comfortable is something that you would even want to strive for um they're both very dismissive um right away of other people and you know as a kid you're totally on brendan's side you like totally like you're totally on adam's side seeing it through his perspective as a grown adult I'm kind of like, I do see it from Eve's point of view when this creepy guy who talks kind of oh, yeah. funny is like asking her all these questions and trying to like go get in the car with her. I'm like, yeah, that is really weird. You know, yeah, as sure. a kid, you're just like, let him have, give him a ride. You know, as a, as a little kid, you just kind of like, he's a nice boy. Believe all that stuff. He's a nice guy. Um, but yeah, you know, 
he would come across as a little crazy. Without question. No, you would. He he stands out too much, right? It's not like it was back then when he would have been just one of many people acting and dressed like that. Uh, but today, in a 1999 bar, <laughs> a little weird, a little suspicious. Um, we definitely need to talk about the uh, the uh, soda shop that becomes a bar that becomes a worse bar that then becomes a uh, <laughs> an old beaten down place where they start worshiping these people from the ground. Yes, leave my elevator alone. I laugh so hard with each escalation of the cult that was being built. Yeah, each time. You know, when when uh, Walken first comes up and then Brendan comes up and then um, uh, the mother finally, she finally gets up. she finally gets to go up. And- I am the mother. <laughs> ah. Hey, before mother. we move on, I want to call out that shot, because when she goes up in that elevator, she's very red and it's yeah. very Carrie esque. It was yeah. a great shot. Yes, it was very cool. It was oh, very man. cool. And, and, you know, by this point, he's built a full on shrine. Yes. To the elevator people. All it's these people fantastic. stand up. I mean, like, cause like yeah, he's got followers much, now. It is. It is one of those things that is such a um, like a classic filmmaking uh, conceit is that the the characters can't see what's not in frame. You know, like we, the audience, we can't see what's not in frame. So neither can the characters. So she turns around and she just sees him. Right. And right. he's like, but, and then all of a sudden all these other people stand up and they're like the mother, you know, like. Yeah, just like, and all of a sudden now she's like, oh, it's great because like they must have been there the whole time, but she, you know. Yes, and when when Brendan's character Adam comes up, he's just like giving the advice and saying the nice things he would normally say, and it's misconstrued as him being like the son yes, of, of the god. It's so prophetic, though. Every every yes, you know, like you know, uh, oh, he's like, can you ever forgive me? And he's like, oh yeah, of course. A, you know. just a really great running gag and even funnier that at the end the cult leader ends up being like on the staff of yes. the new agency they've created uh, i do like when he goes into the fallout shelter to meet the parents and christopher walker just goes you have something on your forehead and he's like <laughs> i know <laughs> i don't know it's Sweet. just because he must uh, you know, you know David, I, I you mentioned the uh, dancing scene with Nathan Fillion and uh, mm-hmm. that. I love that scene. The, the, it the, may not be necessary the to the story, but I will watch Brendan Fraser dance anytime, all of the time. Because oh, yeah. I think, I, and, and you know, I think for me, I was watching that, and I think that scene in particular really just sends a message to Eve. And I think that it's kind of fun to just watch her reaction to that. And then from yeah. then on, you know, the scene that plays out from there, whenever he shows up and scares her, and they have that moment of you know, tenderness with the the fixing of the knee and all of that stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think that it works overall. Plus again, always watch that man dance. I know. And it's, and it's not even necessarily I have a problem with the scene. It's just trying to sort of, like you said, trying to nail down exactly. Cause like just in your head, you just kind of, I, for me anyway, there does just feel like there's a point where you're just kind of like, we we know what they're going to do, but, um, so there's that. It maybe maybe it just runs a bit too long, or maybe just the the incident with Nathan Fillion is is, is the part that's just kind of like I don't know if we need to backslide into this, but we we do, and it's fine. I mean that's that's the whole charm of doing the movie, you know, is getting all the ideas in there. Um, I do really like the scene where the um, 
I don't even know what you would call it. Social worker comes to mm. pick him up because <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it, it definitely felt like he didn't know. He knew what was going on a little bit. And I do love, um, oh, what is it? He says, I said, he's called, I think he calls somebody and says, I think I'm being chased by a psychiatrist or something like that. And yes. He'd been conditioned to believe psychiatrist was not a good thing. Um, yeah. uh, which is just a very, again, a very 50s, 60s mentality. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, any other any other big parts of, of Blast from the Past stick out that we want to talk about before we switch gears? I don't have anything else. I don't know. What does anything else jump to mind? Um, where was this in Brendan Fraser's career? How many like how many films in are we at this point? Can anybody look that up? We're a couple of his bigger films in, not like. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, of course, this is going to take me forever while I'm talking at the same time. Um, no, he's done a good number of movies, but not all of them were big hits, I would say. He has already done George of the Jungle. He has already done Encino Man. That's like his second movie ever. Um, Airheads. He's done a lot of his more... Culty. Cult comedy classics that are known now, but but that yeah. I don't know were very popular at the time. So, yeah, yeah, he's not a newbie, but he's not A-list Brendan Fraser yet. It was before The know. Mummy. Yeah. yeah. I think really it was The Mummy that really kind of like established was shot him. As more side. than just Caveman. Because yeah, like yeah. as Adam Sandler, um, there's this great current interview right now where Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser interview each other. And uh, it's one of those yeah. variety or vanity fair things and adam sandler's like you know I, I saw you i discovered you and i said this guy shouldn't just be caveman he should be other things too and um and he goes and that's why i brought you on and brendan's like really because because the director who you know he he told me a different story and he goes no no he's a liar i i <laughs> I, I told him he should go hire you and then i told him the airhead's gonna be amazing and he said what's airheads and i said you're gonna find out you know something like that <laughs> i gotta <laughs> watch this I gotta watch this. It's video. a really funny interview, and uh, Adam kept he keeps saying he keeps saying Brendan's name wrong. He keeps going. I, I think it's Fraser, right? Brendan, Brandon, Brendan Fraser, or something like that. He, you know, it's a pretty funny interview. Um, they of course work together on Airheads, um, and so yeah, um, I don't know. It is really interesting to see Brendan Fraser get this attention again um, uh, with the whale, and so I'm I'm excited to go through the rest of these movies with you guys. Yeah, me too. Very excited. Uh, I feel like it's been a long time coming that we talk about uh, Brendan, really in general. I feel like everyone feels like that. Yeah. Where's this, this man is, been? Bring I think on. this is our uh, this is our second time dedicating a month to a actor, oh, right? Yes. Um, we, of course, did Brad Pitt with our pick of pits. Technically, we did John Wick June way back when, but that was yeah. the so character, that's sort of fictional character, not the man. Uh, we're still hanging on to uh, Keanuary or something. We'll have to figure that out. No, no, there's something better for Keanu, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. We got a lot of Brendan Fraser we're going to dig into uh, this month. So don't worry, there will be plenty more. But um, let's talk about how this movie did commercially, you know, when it came okay. out. 1999, I've said a few times on here, because I read a book once about it. It's a very popular movie year. It is a pivotal year in film history. All kinds um, of all kinds of things. And this one's just kind of popped in there. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of stuffed in there a little bit. You know, this is one of those movies 
Um, that doesn't really kind of, I mean, people always say these kind of things. Um, it's one of those movies that doesn't really get greenlit by big studios anymore. It's sort of small budget comedy, mid-budget comedy, um, budget of just $35 million. So this movie debuted <coughs> the weekend of February 12th. Um, so we're actually not, we're not overly far away from its uh, uh, whatever 23 minus 99 would be. Uh, 24 year anniversary, I guess. Wow. Um, and it debuted in the number four spot uh, with 7.7 million. Number one in the box office that week was Message in a Bottle, followed by My Favorite Martian, which I'm pretty sure um, my I, my I, uh, my ninth birthday was going to see My Favorite Martian with some of my friends. Is that the one with Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd, um, okay. Wayne Knight. Yep. Um, I don't Jeff remember. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. That's yeah. yeah. I, I was trying to remember who the female lead in that was. It's a bad, um, good movie. Or it's a good, know, bad it's a, movie. It's a, yeah, it is. It is. Um, Wayne Knight plays the voice of uh, Zoot. The, the suit. suit. Yes. And uh, it's very clear. He's doing a Robin Williams esque like performance. Like someone said, can you do it like Robin Williams? And he was like, that's really reductive of my work, but I'll do it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, at number three, still in the, still in the top five at this point was Shakespeare and love in it's, 10th week. Uh, and then of course, blast for the past at number four and at number five, saving private Ryan in its 30th week was still at number five. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a big week. Um, let's see if I got the right page here. Um, <clears throat> blast for the past would go on to make 26.5 million here in the United States, 13.7 overseas for a worldwide total of 40.2 which uh, would be enough to make back its budget. So, you know, all things good uh, as far as that's concerned. Um, you talked about the year, Josh, of 1999, and it is just chock full of movies that I think all th- probably are big to all three of us. Like this was a pivotal time uh, for us is that, you know, age range of like nine to 13. That's really when you like, you know, you're going crazy with movies. Um, Blast for the Past would finish uh, domestically as the number 75 movie of the year. Uh, all the way up at number one was Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. At number two, bringing in 430 million. At number two was The Sixth Sense, bringing in 293 million. At number three, you had Toy Story 2. At number four, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. <laughs> and at number That's five, funny. I mean, it was a hit. And at number five, I know. The Matrix. Um, I forget how good those movies were. I know. I would love to how just. How bad they are. Oh, I you're you you're speaking out of turn here, Garrett. The uh, they they're are atrocious. They're still great. I'll tell you what, that first Austin Powers movie, that first Austin oh, Powers movie is still doesn't hold up. Very good. No, it's still very good. Um this the, the sequels we'll doubled down on the, <clears throat> the sequels unfortunately doubled down, I think, on the on the, the humor worst parts. and yeah. not so much yeah, on the worst parts and not so much on what the first one is, which is actually a very good like parody satire whatever you want to call it of 60s era spy movies um anyway yeah uh so yeah that's a that's your year for 1999 that's just your top five um some other big big movies that came out that year were big daddy tarzan brendan fraser's other movie the mummy uh runaway bride i just watched that the other night that movie is like probably two hours but feels nine um (laughs) this is the year of the blair witch project so a lot of good ones. <laughs> a lot of good ones in 1999. Uh, and that's it. And I'll throw it to the letterbox game. All right. Ooh, have- before we do, <laughs> we have uh, housekeeping. 
to take care of. Mm-hmm. David is one has won uh, season five mm-hmm. of the oh, that's true. game. That's true. Uh, we ran away with the thing. I mean, he's. I mean, realistically, yeah. he slaughtered us. He too many slaughtered wins. Us. Too many wins. Too many wins. So many wins. So well, many wins. You know. Again, as we evolve, as we grow, we try new things. David, I had yep. mentioned this before, but for the first time in the flesh, I have you a letter boxed king trophy. It's true. Right here. The much deserved. You will, get it. you will get it. So many sequels. Reigning letterbox king, nice and engraved on there. I probably can't really see it that well. Oh, yeah. But it's very well engraved. Very much for you. Um, if you defend, you get to keep. If not, you have to pass on yes. the stars. I got I to come over there and get it. And you know, it's perfect edition. for letterbox with the stars. That's the star yeah. ranking system they have on there. Exactly. And most most movies, let's be real, three stars. Our three star movies, were <laughs> correct. That was a, that was the average we found out of the movies yeah. we reviewed last year. It was yeah. like three point one. Yep. Um, a little bit of a new wrinkle to this year's Letterbox game: you get one point if you are the closest. You get two points if you get it exactly right. It's gonna oh, change man. a game, man. Oh, I'm so nervous. Revolutionize the whole Letterbox game. Yes. This okay. could this could this could help a lot. Well, I've got the. Uh popular reviews section of letterbox pulled up while we think about what our guess for the score will be um <laughs> first up we have three stars i love how throughout the opening as it goes through the years you just see sissy spacex character getting more depressed and alcoholic uh we have i miss himbo brandon which i believe is a male bimbo yeah it's a himbo uh himbo. he's a male bimbo He's a Mimbo, but they they we've re we've rewritten it for Himbo. That was the Seinfeld take was the Mimbo. And finally, four stars. I don't think anyone really appreciates how good we had it when we had Brendan Fraser consistently being a golden retriever as a human. <laughs> yes. Wonderfully charming movie that had me hooting and hollering. I don't know about that, but yes, it was wonderfully charming. So hearing those reviews, what do we think? Where do we think the Letterbox community is going to land on Blast? Uh, should I go first? I, since I think as I the reigning king, you've last. earned that right. You can choose. I think it's easiest to go last because you really know where you can and can't go with it. Um, I'm going to say it's a 3.2. Okay. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go with a 3.7. I know you got a wide range there, Jersh. Oh no. Oh no. I don't want to go into the twos. I guess I'm gonna have to split you all down the middle in some way, shape, or form and go with like a three point uh four. <laughs> three good guess. Three point four. All right. Here we go. We got a what did you say? A 3.2, David? 3.2. We got a 3.2, a 3.7, and a 3.4. The winner is going to be... <laughs> we have a direct hit for Ooh. the first win of the season. And it is, unfortunately, David. <laughs> no! With a 3.2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right no, I'm, 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 I'm glitching again right on my yeah, your victory. Yeah, glitching. Yeah, yeah, but we can hear That looked like a victory dance. That's oh, all it was. It wasn't a glitch. It was a victory. Wow. Put some music under that. You literally came out the gate 
with a hole in one. Oops, it carried uh, the momentum over to season six. Three point two exactly. How do we feel about yeah. that, man? That's pretty. I mean, it's good for me, but how do I'm we surprised. Feel I thought it would be at least a, 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 like a uh, it's a little higher for me. I'm. I'll go ahead and say my personal rating is I think three and a half. But it, yeah, I'm no, that's where I'm going to land as well as a three and a half. I think it's a very fun, very charming movie. Um, yeah, I don't know if it really elevates above that though. I'm going to take your three-star trophy and raise it one and give it a four-star movie. Ooh, awesome. We have a little ladder step up then. Two three-and-a-halves and a four. That's a pretty good score. That comes in well above the letterboxed average, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost feel weird giving it a three-and-a-half only because I decided to give it a te- at least a temporary spot in my letterbox top four. Oh, I, yeah. I, I had so much fun watching it. Oh. I couldn't deny it. that. I can't deny my experience. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. So I bumped, I bumped, I I think I bumped out Midsummer for for a little Mm -hmm. bit. We'll Mm -hmm. see if it comes back around. But I'm sure it will. I feel like we got to treat our letterbox top top four. four. You got to treat your top four like the old MySpace top eight. You know, it's ever changing. Nah, not for me. Sometimes, sometimes somebody gets bumped out of a spot. Every now and then I think about changing one here and there for another one here and there, but nothing's changed yet. I don't, I don't see how I can change mine. We should do a thing. We should do a short video. We should do a thing. about our we top fours, but uh, mine's, mine's locked and they're locked for very special reasons. So okay. yeah. that's fair enough. I think I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that uh, ends our first week of Brendan Fraser every month. Woo. We've got other fun surprises for you this month. Don't worry. We won't only be talking about Brendan Fraser. We've got some other things up our sleeves, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app or on our YouTube channel so that you get those episodes that are going to be about some other secret things. uh, They won't be secret for long. Really, only one of them in my head is maybe a secret. Oh, yeah, yeah. The others, I think, are okay. Anyway... You'll learn all about that if you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. You are too. Yeah, I know you don't really look at it, but I, you're on it. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, you're definitely there. You might not post on it a lot, but I know you're seeing every story. <laughs> TikTok, you are there, but you say you're not. You're lurking. You're lurking. You, th- you still think you're too cool for it, still but you're watching. It. So find us on all those. One of you two needs to teach me how, because I'll do it. I just don't know how. You can also find us. Time to learn. You can find us on Be Real. Um, We have not figured (laughs) out how to properly use that for a podcast promotion standpoint, but you can find us there being real. Maybe we're real all the time. Yeah, I'm always real. I'm always real. All right, find us on all those places. Subscribe. Like, follow, share, all that good stuff. We'll see you next week with uh, our second entry in Brendan Frasierary. Bye.